Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937, now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com and Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana, featuring the card accepted by doctors in all 50 states. Information available at bcbsla.com or Twitter, hashtag TopDoctors. Additional support comes from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank and Resource Management, LLC. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Normally, we tend to celebrate the traits and talents that separate us, that make someone individual and special in some way. But of the innumerable differences between us, there is one thing every human being on Earth has in common. We are all born. If you're thinking a show about New Orleans business as an unusual venue to discuss the universality of birth, well, there's a good reason. Both my guests today are in the birth business. Latona Giwa is the co-founder of Birthmark Doula Collective. A doula is an experienced pregnancy companion who stays with the mother through labor, birth, and beyond. Birthmark Doula Collective is a group of trained doulas who support, educate, and advocate for pregnant and parenting women in the New Orleans area. Latona, welcome out to lunch. Thank you. Happy to be here. <laughs> My other guest today focuses literally on the very moment of birth itself. Angel Missios is the owner of NOLA Birth Photographer. Angel will take photos of you while you're pregnant and also photograph you after with your baby, but her specialty is taking photos of birth itself. Angel, thank you for joining me on uh, Out to Lunch. Thank you. It's great to be here. Let me start by asking you both the same question. Then we'll get into why you do what you do and the various aspects of your business. But this is what I'm wondering. We plan this show in advance, and you've, we've had you on the schedule here for about three weeks, and presumably you have the same kind of lives we all do with appointments, dinner dates, kids' activities um, you've got to be at, and yet your businesses are based on what might be the most unpredictable event of our lives, the date and time a woman gives birth, to say nothing of the unpredictable number of hours that can take. How do you folks schedule your lives around your businesses? I can't even imagine. Yeah, that's a really good question. It's definitely a totally different lifestyle, the, the on-call lifestyle. Our doulas, we are on-call from about mom's 38th week of pregnancy until her 42nd. So that's about four weeks where we don't know at any moment we might have to drop whatever we're doing and get to the hospital or get to her home to support her. Now what about you just get a call in the middle of the night and you grab the camera? How does I this do. work? Yeah. <laughs> um, being a birth photographer means you're kind of always ready and I have an idea of what the next week and two weeks and beyond that look like for me. Um, so sometimes in the middle of the night I hear the phone and check it out and find out one of my, my clients are in labor and so I'm um, beginning to run through, okay, what's the plan? What point do I need to leave? Getting childcare for my kids, getting everything lined up for the day so that we can, when the time is right, head to the birthplace. And you've answered my, one of my questions right there. You are, are a mom? I am. I have two um, small children myself. Is this what 
trigger this this career idea? You were thinking, yeah, but you know it would be great if somebody was here with a camera. It is. Well, I actually was interested in birth for years before I had children. I just grew up in a family where natural childbirth was normal. Um, and so I was interested in all that. was thought about becoming a midwife, actually, in high school. And life kind of went a different direction. And I ended up being a photographer. So whenever I was expecting my firstborn, I knew that I wanted those beautiful moments surrounding birth to be professionally captured. I didn't want to leave it up to my husband to maybe kind of get a picture in the moment or forget about it or something, or have something that I wasn't quite happy with. Um, so I wanted to have that professionally done and found out that there was no one here who did that. Wow, now you, you mentioned that was a kind of a tradition in your family. Where are you from? Um, I actually grew up in Ponchatoula, but my mom had five natural births, and I was born with a midwife. Now, uh, your photography, and I've been doing a little bit of work on this, is all in black and white. Is that The majority of it is. Yeah. Uh, everything that I'm shooting is actually in color, um, but for the editing purposes, I like to keep it in black and white because it, it keeps the images clean and lets the emotions show more than blue drapes and blood that's here and there. So it keeps everything looking clean and lets you see the real emotions that are happening in, in the images. Wow. Now, you know, we've been talking about uh, doulas here, and one of the things that I uh, want to get into is why, why it's so good. I mean, what it helps. Because we, we have some huge problems in this area, right? It seems like, uh, I think I read somewhere that we have uh, the highest rate of cesarean births, um, uh, lowest rate of um, uh, breastfeeding, that, mm -hmm. things like that. Is, so you're part of trying to change all that. Yeah, um, so our model is not only a business model, it's also a quality of life improving model. Um, we say that the work that we do has three purposes. Um, it improves health outcomes, it lowers costs, and it increases satisfaction for women and their experience. Um, so like you said, unfortunately, um, Louisiana just broke <laughs> a record for the first state to have more than 40% of our births be done by a cesarean section. Well, that's not a list you want to be on. Um, it's no. not, and you know, a lot of people say, well, what, you know, what's the big deal? You know, it's just a C-section, but it's major surgery and actually women have a higher risk of maternal mortality, of complications for both mother and baby. You know, you're out of work twice as long. Makes so. the photography difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the photographer <laughs> can't get in. Um, so yeah, it's not, that's not a list you want to be on, like you said. Um, but we've what we know and what studies show is that doulas reduce the C-section rate by about half. Um, they reduce the rate of other unnecessary interventions by about half. And so you're improving, you're shortening women's healing times, you're uh, letting them have the birth experience that they want to have, that they can remember and cherish. And a common misconception that folks have is that they think that a doula is just for natural birth. Um, we are not. We are all about supporting the woman and the family and the birth that they want to have. So I've supported plenty of natural births, but I've also supported an elective C-section. I've also supported epidural births. The, the means to the birth is not the point. The point is that the woman and family know what their options are. They're educated about those choices and they're supported to have them. Because too often what we're having is families who want to have a, a more natural, more um, family-centered birth experience, and then they don't really understand why, but somehow they end up with a C-section or an induction, and that's not what they wanted. And it, a lot of times it's not what was necessary. Now, Angela, these are both businesses, but yours is a business. Do you, um, 
you charge by the hour or how do you can't even imagine how this would work? Yeah, a woman in labor would never want to be, she's already on the clock, but, <laughs> but seeing that, um, you know, yeah, the, the money going up before her eyes is definitely doesn't help for a relaxing atmosphere. So I just charge by the, by the birth as a whole. What would be the longest you've ever? 21 hours was close to the <laughs> longest I was at a hospital with a client. Um, wow. And I showed up at the right time. It was just a matter of the mom was having a natural birth and the labor stalled. And so it was, she was so close to the end that I didn't have enough time that I felt that I could leave and then come back. So we camped out and waited for the baby to be born. Everything was perfect in the end, but it just took a while. When, when, I, when I look at what you're doing with, with the doulas, I, I have to ask you, it's a business. So is, uh, is there a char? Uh, is, it's obviously a charge, but mm -hmm. there's, there's a part of your business I read about where it's uh, uh, kind of focused on lower income uh, folks and, and, and people that maybe couldn't pay for a doula? Yeah, absolutely. So we believe that every family that wants a doula deserves one. And we are a business. So we charge for our services. Um, and just like with the birth photography, it's per pregnancy, per birth. Because again, we don't want the mom with the 72 hour birth to have to Wouldn't worry about that. Like you get um, double if it's twins? Yeah. <laughs> that would be so great. <laughs> Um, but we're a sliding scale model. So we, um, if you have income, then you pay the full price. If you are a lower income family, you pay, you pay less. And then if you're a no income family, you don't pay. Um, and part of why we're able to do that is that we actually have a doula mentorship program. So there weren't really um, doula professional organizations in New Orleans before. Right. And so we started offering doula trainings and mentorship. So our student doulas come on and they do a number of free births with us, which enables us to work with families who wouldn't otherwise be able to afford it. Tell, tell me how big you are. I mean, how many, I don't even know how to measure this. How many births are you doing a month, I guess? I don't. Um, that's a good question. It really, it's funny how births vary throughout the year, um, <laughs> depending on, you know, when Mardi Gras was. Oh, when, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a family um, show at Donut Where there's a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let everyone else right. make, make it's the It's a math thing after that, right. right. It's yeah. a, um, but we're doing, we have about 10 doulas and they're each doing one to a few births a month. So, wow. um, and, it, and that does vary, but yeah, we're growing really steadily, which is exciting. And then we also have childbirth classes. We rent birth tubs um, and breast pumps and do postpartum doula services, so. Which is a very important aspect. I mean, you've got to, so you try to recognize when maybe like postpartum depression is coming on? Yeah, um, unfortunately, Louisiana also has some of the highest rates of postpartum depression. Um, wow. And part of that is because of the way we do birth in the United States. We discharge a mom and baby and don't follow up with them for six weeks. Six weeks where you are a new family with this vulnerable little right. baby, mom's hormones are all over the place. And so um, we go into, our doulas go into the home anyway um, to do follow-up visits, but if families get a postpartum doula, then she'll do regular visits with them, help with breastfeeding, talk about what's normal, you know, watch for those warning signs so that they, we can get somebody in if they're developing postpartum depression. And now's the time. This is what we call the checklist part. And don't be afraid. This is a. What do you people wouldn't be afraid of anything? It's not a. It's a. Um, and this is the part of the show where we uh, take a little break and ask you a quick question that you probably wouldn't find on a loan application. And I guess uh, let's see how we should uh, divvy this up here. Um, what do you think is the absolute biggest waste of time for you in a day? Uh, is there a? 
Because you really have everything planned out so well and all. What, what is it that... Facebook can be quite a time sucker. Yeah, <laughs> that... <laughs> it's a great business tool, but it can also, if not used, you know, it's, it's easy to find the rabbit trails and just to, oh, let's go look at this. Oh, I want to read this article. And then quickly, it's, I have so many windows pulled up on my computer <laughs> to go through. And it's like, wait a second, I was just coming to check one thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, and you, you mentioned you use it as a business tool, too, though. That's, that's, mm -hmm. that's actually probably pretty effective. It is. It's a great way for me to um, post an, an image of my clients that they approve <laughs> first and then to be able to tag them and all their friends see it. So in a short amount of time, I might have a thousand people viewing one image from a birth and everyone's connected to that. And they see, oh, wow, that was taken. You had, you had a birth photographer? What's that all about? Yeah. <laughs> kind of a conversation an industry. Yeah, that's true. Do you take pictures of the dads? I do. I love watching dads whenever moms in labor. They have the best... Best expressions and reactions. To <laughs> I, bet that, I bet that's true. And I, and I will ask you, Lato, what is there? Is there anything that, that scares you? Do you have a fear of heights or, uh, uh, oh, I don't know, of <laughs> frogs, anything like that? Any? Um, I actually have a very irrational fear of birds. <laughs> birds, really? I thought you and, said birth. I thought this oh, is really yeah, that would, terrible career that selection. Uh, no, I'm trying to face my fear. No. <laughs> um, yeah, and I've tried to do a lot of introspection. You know, what was this moment in my life? Did I have a bad bird Did you encounter? see that movie, The Birds? Because that no, would have done it. No, I will never see no, it. No, no. <laughs> Are you but, afraid of the St. Louis Cardinals? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Wait, you think you were attacked by a bird? Or? I don't know. I can't remember. But um, I live kind of on the border of the seventh ward and there are roosters and hens everywhere. And I was actually chased to Walgreens one day this no. summer by a rooster. So these birds are in on it. They, they can know. sense your fear. Oh, they oh, can. This is what I always thought it was. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time to check the inbox. Our producer picks a question that's come in from a listener uh, during the week. Grant, what have you got? Peter, we have this question that came in on Twitter from someone called at randommen4m. And he or she asks, how do you handle it when hospital policies interfere with the mother's wishes for childbirth? Okay, and that is actually a huge part of the doula's job and being an advocate for the mother and family. And we try to do a lot of this work before we actually get into the hospital for the birth. We do prenatal visits with the family. And part of our education is helping them understand what those hospital policies are. And do they differ from hospital to hospital? They do differ okay. from hospital to hospital. They also providers have different rules. And so we teach our families to go to their provider visits with a list of questions, get their questions answered. And then, you know, if there's something that we know is going to be a sticking point or issue, we can strategize before we actually get into the hospital. Once we're there, um, the doula's role is a lot more behind the scenes. You know, we don't talk to the provider directly, but let's say that a nurse comes in and says, you know, it's time for your epidural and mom doesn't want that, we are able to create space by saying, do you need a minute to think about that, mom? Or, you know, do you need a bathroom break? Or <laughs> we have little tools like that where we create space and just opportunity for the family to reground, think about what their goals were. Because a woman in labor, you know, has got a lot going on, <laughs> you know, and so it's very easy for her to forget what the plan was. Um, and plans change. So we're there to help her when, if the plan does change, re-strategize. But the point is we want her to have a positive experience. Wow, and what about when you, uh, you carry in the tripod and all that, do you have any problem with that? <laughs> 
some area hospitals actually do have a policy of no photography during the birth, but I've never had an issue whenever I've had clients talk to their healthcare provider and bring up birth photography. And whenever they see and understand what it's about, I've had everyone be on board. So just having that conversation is really important. It's time to, uh, for the pay it forward section. That's where we ask our guests to generously use their experience and expertise to help an entrepreneur with a new business. Today, we're talking about Nerium, a skincare product that launched nationally two years ago and locally here in New Orleans this year by the Elmer Group. Uh, Nerium is an anti-aging cream that treats wrinkles and discoloration, but also has a medical component treating acne, scarring, psoriasis. Uh, the local Elmer Group are a couple, Alan and Courtney Elmer. Uh, Alan explains how they got started with this company. My wife and I were married in this past May, and shortly thereafter, she was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Courtney had a very visible scar on her neck following the surgery, and after trying multiple products that claimed they could lighten and reverse the scarring, uh, we were introduced to, to Nerium AD, the only product that gave her serious results in an extremely short amount of time. In terms of growing their new business, Alan and Courtney uh, asked us this, uh, what would be the best way to gain product recognition for Nerium in the New Orleans area other than introducing it to, to spas and such? What do you think? I mean, you, you obviously have to market your own uh, businesses. What would you recommend to them? I would say to find a believer. Find someone that you know that this product is going to work for and get it in their hands. Do what you need to do to meet them, and then whenever they see the success of the product, then they'll it spreads quickly, you know? When something works, people talk about it. So having one, one person as your ideal client and seeing it work for them will quickly grow to their circles of friends and to the circles beyond that. Well, Tony, what would you tell the, uh, the Elmers here to get, their, to get this product out in the uh, New Orleans area? What suggestions? Um, well, I know what has really worked for us is thinking about who women trust you know or people I don't I don't know if this product is directed towards women specifically but um, you know for example in our world we know that pregnant women trust other women who have been pregnant and they they trust their obstetrician or their midwife and so you know thinking about it in that way who who is your audience and then who do they go to for advice um, that would be my recommendation wow. so for something like this uh, skincare uh so dermatologists, um, but then also, I'm assuming, you know, other women, people who've, who've used the product, kind of like what you were saying. You know, this has been great, but I really want to ask you kind of what do you think is, you know, in the future for, for birthing in, the, in both, both of your areas? I mean, what's, um, where are we going to be five years from now? Are things going to be different? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. As, the, as women are beginning to take control of their own birth experience, um, Hopefully the, will, the numbers will improve and um, more women will be supported in their births by doulas and the whole birth experience will take a turn for the better here. What do you think? You think uh, doulas, were, you know, a lot of listeners have never heard of a doula until now, but uh, five years from now, will that be part of the, part of the conversation? I think that definitely will be, and it already is becoming part of the conversation. There's like reality TV shows about doulas and things like that. Um, but also... Doula Dynasty, I've seen yeah. it. It's great. <laughs> um, you should see number two. Um, also, we're really excited about where we're headed. Um, we are working on opening the first freestanding birthing center in New Orleans. Um, and this is really the future of maternity care in the U.S. There are 250 birthing centers in the U.S., um, none in southeast Louisiana, only one in the entire state that's very small in Lafayette. 
Um, and what a birthing center is, is really the model of care we already provide, the cost savings, outcome improving, and satisfaction for the families in a birthing facility. So it's out of hospital, it's staffed by midwives, backed by an obstetrician, um, very low tech, high touch care. And so imagine going into a beautiful suite with your family, your grandma, anybody you want. Um, you can cook food there. You have your birth. Um, it's natural birth, epidurals are not provided. You're supported to have the experience that you wanna have early discharge, much lower costs than you would have at the hospital, and better birth outcomes. Wow. Yeah. And yet we're a, we're a pretty big city and we don't have one. Yeah, it, it is shocking to me, but this is definitely, there's a market for it. All of our doula clients say that they wish that they could have birthed at a birthing center. And actually I was just reading a study the other day Half of all women who have their first baby in a hospital say that they want to have their second baby in a birthing center. So this is where we're going. Wow, that is a big market. Yeah. That is, <laughs> that's terrific. You know, we've had everything from the, from the woman's perspective here. I would just like to say as a man, I would like the role of the male penguin. You know, because he holds the, the egg on his instep and he just hangs around and talks to other male penguins for a couple of months about sports and stuff. That is, that's the role I was, I was looking for. <laughs> Angel Misios, Latona Giwa, we've come to the end of lunch. I'm so glad that your unpredictable schedules allowed you to make it today. I wish you continued success with what are really fascinating businesses, but more than that, are extraordinary callings. Uh, thank you for joining me on Out to Lunch today. Thank you, it's been a thank pleasure. You. I've learned a lot and I am very impressed. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Latona Giwa, the co-founder of Birthmark Doula Collective, and Angel Missios, the owner of NOLA Birth Photographer. To find out more about Latona or Angel's babies, follow the links on our websites, www.no.org and itsneworleans.com. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday, with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. The gluten-free Jennifer Smith is our researcher. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can get this show as a podcast, and you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. It's neworleans.com and wwno.org. Support for Out to Lunch comes from PreSonus Audio Electronics. PreSonus makes Studio One mixing production software, Studio Live digital mixing consoles, Eris Studio monitors, and more. More information about Baton Rouge-based PreSonus is online at Presonus.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting and WWNO for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti and I look forward to meeting you again next week on Out to Lunch around the table here at Commander's Palace. Till then, be well, be safe, be happy. Bye-bye. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker and Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana. Additional support comes from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank and Resource Management, LLC. Thank you.